Gentlemen, yeah. it's time to set this whole goddamn thing off. Oh my god. Yeah. No pressure. I think there's a lot of pressure, actually. Some pressure. Lots. Loads. Yeah. Under pressure. Pushing down on me. There's never been more. Pressure. People in the street. <laughs> People in the street. What are you doing? What is that? Under pressure. By oh, Queen like, and yeah, well, People in the street. It's that, from it's from the song. <laughs> Have you not heard the song? <laughs> I don't remember it being quite so like that. People in the Spotlit by the fence. If it's love you're faking, it's just common sense. Brick and tile for miles, rolling in the aisles. Rifle in my hand. We are Hottest 100s and Thousands, and we have taken control of your radio station. This is the podcast in which we talk about the songs that have been deemed hot enough to be in the Triple J Hottest 100. My name is David James Young, and I am one of the four voices you're going to be hearing for the next season of Hottest 110,000. Season six, baby. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. Joining me once again, Mr. Adam Buncher. Hey. Mr. Nathan Harrison. Hello. Uh, unfortunately, so while we were over in the Bahamas... <laughs> so as you all know, we went on vacation in the Bahamas. You going to uh, tell people about this? They need to know. Like, oh. they're going to notice. Okay. Yeah, um, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Andrew actually, unfortunately, got into some legal trouble, uh, and he is currently uh, serving a six-month uh, prison sentence over in the Bahamas. So, in his place, we have Ace from the Powerpuff Girls. That's even better. Hey! <laughs> I'd happily be replaced by him in this podcast. <laughs> Welcome, Ace. Thank you. Yes. It's really good Moon- to have you here. Yeah. yeah. Mo- moonlighting away from my real-life job in the gorillas. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> I appreciate that you've also gone to the extent of, you know, learning about the podcast and really learning to mimic Andrew's voice kind of word for word. Like, Well, he's an I, easy I, guy. I, I do it myself, but, you know, like, I... <laughs> yeah, yeah, not bad, man. Like, uh, like crows, they're fucking for the birds. Well, what? would it sound if you did both the voices? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and especially in relation to hip-hop. Hang on, but- stop. I haven't said that. <laughs> it's probably been, like, in- literally years. It's like, that. I was about hip-hop a lot, and too much, actually, when I go back and listen to it in, like, season one. That actually comes up on one of my favourite Tiz and B-sides. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or that, in, and, like, you, and, uh, actually, you it guys does. have been <laughs> you guys have been pretty good at not mentioning Tism as well. I listened to them on the way over. Okay. <laughs> And, and they're in this countdown. Yeah. All right. Well, go on. I'm going to leave this. I've I've done all you guys. I think it's only fair. Yours would be fuck. Rah, I'm David. I like to yell on the mic. Hey, there yeah, we go. On. Shades of March Simpson there. Title of my sex tape. But I just think it's really neat. Oh. <laughs> You stuffed it up again, how well? <laughs> Everyone's mind is terrible. <laughs> Strong start. Because yeah. I actually thought that your, your the lyric reading at the start was really nice. I was like, ooh, what Thank it? you very much. It was like a yeah. serious, dramatic podcast we've turned into, but that's not true. We've grown, no. we've grown up. We've done <laughs> grown up. <laughs> then we've changed our mind very quickly. <laughs> so what if we just imitated Marge badly <laughs> instead? It's what oh, people want. On this music podcast. <laughs> I think it's a given. You know, when people are introducing our podcast to other people, side note, 
note, please do that. <laughs> you know, and you were like, oh, so it's just these guys, they talk, they review all the songs from the Hottest 100, they're up to 98, and they're like, oh, right, so they do a lot of Marge impersonations, <laughs> yeah. of course. It's like, oh, yeah. I mean, like, like someone's sincerely being like, look, it's a good podcast when you start Hammer the 15 at least 12 times. <laughs> Cut through the bears. There's there's, there's a lot of ads. No. (laughs) But we are here, David. We're so here, Ace. That, that's just a goof. I need my personal brand to know this is me. Okay. <laughs> Leverage this shit. This Ace yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Keep, t- keep, yeah. Tell- keep telling <laughs> them that. <laughs> this is how good Ace is. Uh, You're right? Andrew. Because oh. Andrew would be annoyed that it wasn't <sighs> him. Oh, He's so a good. consumer professional. So good. Good. He's been here just jamming the bass line to Feel Good Ink for hours, oh. you know? He's just been... Cr- He's learning that part and learning this part. Like, he is doing a great job at filling in while... Murdoch and Andrew are serving in the same prison in the Bahamas. I don't want to tell you what those two got up to, but uh, it was not good. I think it's pretty easy to guess. Yeah, yeah, this is very true. If you think uh, about it, you get it. Would you like to bring us in for the first song of season six, David? Number one hundo. And would you like to do it as much (laughs) as... Okay! We're going into the hottest 100 of 1998. So bad. Great year for the Simpsons. So bad. Spoilers. No, I don't want you to make your mind up until you've heard both songs. No, hang on, you've turned into Grover. You've just, you've crossed over. You've crossed the Marge Grover divide. The line we all fear. From one blue to the other. <laughs> Your Grover is substantially better. Thank so you. Continue. Pick it up. Pick it up as Grover. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be here for season six of Hottest 100s and Thousands. And now I'm Yoda because they're voiced by the same guy. <laughs> what? Frank Oz. That makes sense. He also did most of the voices in the HBO show Oz. Yeah. It's about true. <laughs> <laughs> I think Andrew's going to be in the latest season of Oz. Well, if like ten years ago. <laughs> you, you, he'll be there in the reboot. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. All it's, right, we've, we've almost introduced the first song. All right, one hundred songs to go. We've got some huge, huge names in the history of music to be talking about in this episode, and we kick off with possibly the biggest at number. 100. This is not from there with the song Sich öffnen. Sich öffnen. German for sick, often. (laughs) (laughs) It's German for the bar. It's German for mm, yum. Den 
Coming in at number 100 in the 1998 Hottest 100. You know when a new year starts and you start writing the date previously? It's going to take so long for me to not say 1997 Hottest yeah. 100. At least when you're writing that, the 7 to 8 is an easy one to fix. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> not so much in... 7, yeah. and then you just... 8. No one said it was a good looking 8. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ace. It's good, yeah? Yeah. 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 Um, not from there. Aussie indie rock trio, uh, but fronted by an Austrian who, at least in this track, sings in his native German for the most part. Heinz Riegler. Mm. Yeah, great name. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they released a bunch of EPs, uh, two albums. The vocalist, he, uh, he's still working in music. I can see why this is a Triple J fave yeah. very sure. easily. Um, I am a fucking sucker for g- the Germanic languages with rock music. I, f- I think the way that that language is structured with its kind of harsh consonants and like s- strong syllables being broken up lends itself really well to hard rock music. Even in this case, it's not like super hard rock music, but it's still rock and roll. Good fuzz, kind of. I get some Sonic Youth vibes from this. Yeah, like yeah, early yeah. Sonic Youth. The bass tone's really the nice. The bass is lovely and warm. The bass is yeah. huge. Yeah. Oh. And it's, and it's just so metallic. Yeah, it's super metallic. Yeah, it's got that right. yeah. real yeah. heavy yeah, sound to it. It's not mm. industrial because it's obviously too like soft and, and, yeah. and rocky and whatever, but it definitely, you get the idea of steel. So much of it isn't like like so much great German rock music. Not that this is German rock music, but German language rock music. Right. Um, melody isn't super important. It's about the rhythm and the, the rhythmic nature of it works well. Apart from the like the... What you laugh, what you cry, what you fade away. That's the only kind of melodic part of the song. The rest of it's always kind of like consonant, hard beat, kind of thing like that. And that really works. I think this would be a top way to open the countdown. Yeah, like right. If you crack that first beer and this song kicks in, yeah, boy. Yeah, 100%. 98. And it's cool. we're back as well, lads. Yeah. This, is a, this is a victory lap for us. <laughs> you know? Definitely. Yeah. But this was pretty big. Like, this the album big. this is from Sand on Seven won an aria for best alternative yeah. release. So. Also, um, the band's name, not from there comes from uh, the fact that all three members of the band um, are immigrants who have been deported to their back to their home countries at one time or another. Mm. Yeah, this They're was a there. this was a Brisbane band, which you can kind of hear because Brisbane is the epicenter of weird rock in the nineties, <laughs> and this just continues that mm. really wonderfully. I think like drawing a parallel to Regurgitator is pretty easy to do. That would have played with the Gurge, absolutely. Mm. They would have been friends with the Gurge, like on the reg, <laughs> cracking beers. Yeah. Cracking German yeah. lagers. L- love to be friends with the Gurge on the reg. <laughs> <laughs> but these guys actually formed in London. Uh, Heinz uh, was working in a in a hotel and trying to get his music career off the off the ground there. And he kind of part of the reason he was working in the hotel so he could meet other members of bands and whatever. And so that's a heaps thirsty reason to work at a hotel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. So I can meet musicians. Well, <laughs> oh, you know, but it works. Try and conscript them into my, my band. band. Here's your room key, and also we're looking for a bassist. Yeah, also, uh, our influences are Tool and <laughs> uh, Double J. Have actually talked about these guys uh, quite a little bit recently. They had a big feature where they caught up with Heinz and see what he was up to. As you say, like loads of other musical projects, including yeah. like ambient stuff. Yeah, he's collaborated with um, Lawrence English, who is a really uh, excellent. Brisbane-based uh, ambient artist who runs um, Room Four Zero. All oh, right, who oh, does cool. like the open frame concert stuff? Yeah. Oh, actually, speaking of Regurgitator, I, I just realised that he was also in a band with someone from Regurgitator called Nightstick. Oh. Mm-hmm. Good um, band name. At some point, it is. It is a good band name. Nightstick. Nightstick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah, Nightstick. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just a real filthy fucking bedbug cunt. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was like, that's kind of where a tick is, yeah, like a bed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's small. They're bad. Uh, they're, yeah, they'd be crappy, right? They're, yeah. Well, they're the enemy of dogs, and dogs are the friends of people. So. That is true. Best dogs are the best people. people. Yeah. Yeah. But that brings me to the next point, which is uh, Double J also did last year in June a countdown of the 50 best Australian songs of the 90s, and this one placed at number 33. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. It got in there. So did Dogs Are the Best People, which is why Hell I was... Hell yeah. Mm. Dogs are the best people. That was in there as well. Really good list. Lots of Hottest 100 alums in there. You, like, How it, could we not be influencing them? Well... <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I, I love that there's some German language here. Yes, I'm right. Yeah, I'm, yeah. sucker for it. Mm. What I find interesting, because having a, a small amount of German knowledge, very small, is that they're using the formal German here. It's it's otherwise, if it was informal German, if it was like polite, just you know, my mate, it'd be. I think it'd be Dick Öffnen. Title of my sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> but this is formal. It's formal German. It's so asking, it's not a song for casuals. No, because uh. it translates into "open yourself." Um, Yeet. And <laughs> in the old language. You're just handing them to Dave. Yes. Again again. <laughs> We're off to a horny start. <laughs> so that makes me think that it's actually directed towards like the public or the audience mm. as, a direct, as a direct address because you, you, you use that form when you are talking to someone who you don't know very well. Well, also, I guess so. like... I haven't actually looked up translated lyrics or anything, but like the fact that their like name is derived from being like they're all kind of migrants who have been deported, kind of thing like that, and like saying "open yourself" is a there's a, a sentimentality there. Oh wow, of like, I wonder. Yeah, well, I'm yeah, not going yeah, to project my pro-immigration views onto this song that I haven't know the lyrics of, but I, I apparently <laughs> am doing that. So yeah, go on. So I'm like, yeah. yeah. so yeah. sick of yeah. hottest one hundred and thousands <laughs> liberal bias. Yeah. Uh, Shut I, it down. I do. I do like the the lyric minor music is negative (laughs) like that's That's definitely a highlight moment now correct me if I'm wrong I think there isn't another song with German in it in the Hottest 100 until 2004 with the Ramstein yeah with with their song America Mm, great song ironically was their first ever song to feature English lyrics (laughs) great but primarily it's still in German (laughs) Yeah, I don't think we're going to get too many German bangers here, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know unfortunately. if Hust gets in or anything like yeah. that. Mm. Which is unfortunate. I, yeah, I don't think Tottenhausen make any late 90s bangers in Australia. What's the other one? Eins und Neuzerbauten? Eins But you you fuck with this, yeah? I had never heard this no, neither before. Neither had I. No way. Yeah. None of us had heard this before, mm. yeah? No, I hadn't heard this before. I saw the title and I'm just like, that's in a different language. Maybe there's something to that. And turns out there was yeah. literally the whole thing. Not the, like having like one accessible bit. It's just like it's something in English. Like I don't know. Like I love Adam. He's got a good face. Gunchen fried, shunchen fried, shunchen You know. I love that song. Let's get Andrew out of jail. Shunchen voice, shaken voice, shaken voice. This is see you at Eurovision. <laughs> that was actually a great Eurovision song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, from Australia. This is representing Australia. David. Neil Poir. 
Chess Malboy goes to sing and I cut off her mic. What language is this again? No, everyone's too like worried about offending Australia. Like I don't know what culture he's representing. I don't want to call him out for ten points. Uh, interesting, also, going back to that uh, that Riggler interview that um, Double J did in the feature of this or whatever. Yeah. Another example of just kind of like a band kind of struggling to, to make anything happen after they reached success and fame, uh, which is a story that you hear so often. But the great quote is this, like, when talking about when he won the Aria and he said, I heard them read out my name and I totally didn't comprehend it at the time, but there was this dull feeling that I might be fucked now. Hmm. Because everything did kind of fall apart for the band after that point. He's also uh, very interestingly, and I don't know whether this is just kind of like revisionist history to some extent, you know, considering that things didn't go so well for not from there. But Riegler kind of looks back at that time and saying that like everyone now holds it up as like this idea that underground music was kind of coming through and, and, you know, bringing people into its fold. But he kind of sees it the other way. He was seeing that he thought that a lot of other underground bands, you know, were being co-opted to change their sound to reach broader mm. masses at that time. He kind of sees it from the other way around. So some interesting thoughts. Um, and if you search for Heinz Riegler Double J, you should be able to find that full interview and uh, hear his thoughts, which has got a lot of different stuff there about what he's up to now and uh, mm. what, he, what he was involved in uh, with uh, the Zich Öffnen. Mm. Or just... um. Press the minus 15 20 times and hear this segment again. Even, <laughs> even better than listen to a different podcast. <laughs> we've, got you, we've got you covered. Fuck, Ace is on this already. <laughs> yeah. Man, he's got the promo down to a tape. Exactly. This slaps, though. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, it's, it's every, a great everything, start. everything about this works. Like, it's just got that great, noisy, like, power trio dynamic in terms of, like, the sound. It's got, like, you know, the big splashy hi-hats and the warped guitar. You know, it's just it's just something to fun. It's, it's something fun that you can dance to. It's got a good energy. And it's, it's like something about even... Well, like kind of what you were saying, Andrew, as well, just enjoying the language without knowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just from sonorously, like... Ostensibly, the the vocals do become another instrument, right? Yeah. The fact that no one knows what the fuck they're singing for the most part, like, that that doesn't matter. It's just kind of the energy. We never talk about this band again, do we? No, surely not. This is like their last hurrah. But a nice 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 appearance. It's it's cool to see them in the countdown. Very much. It's going to be a good countdown. Yeah. Guns good. At number 99, this is The Super Jesus with Saturation. Jesus coming in at number 99 in the 1998 
Hardest 100. There we go. You're doing well. Oh, we're getting there. We are yeah. getting there. Uh, that's from the album Sumo. So let's obviously throw it to the hardest and toughest and biggest man in the room, Adam Buncher. Yeah. He's knocked me out of the circle so many times, it's ridiculous. I just love chucking rice at people, too. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> just boom. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Rice. <laughs> Raw rice. Raw rice, baby. Because that's a wedding thing mm. as well. It's, yeah. Two times that happens. <laughs> I was also looking for the gag there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like well, saying weddings. Well, I'm just, yeah. con- I'm just concerned that, like, how many how many like brides have been seriously injured or husbands or uh, neither passes by, yeah. passes by other people there yeah. you know no I'm just I'm just seriously wondering like how many people have gotten small sharp grains of rice in their eye now look mm. in my defense I was only throwing rice at that bridal party because one of their phones had fallen into the toilet <laughs> so you know oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, it's a good dip yeah mm. it's a good dip Using rice and toilet water is not a good dip. <laughs> That's the good kush. Speaking oh. of good kush, speaking uh, of good kush, this song is. Hey, the countdown's bringing out another hit. This is awesome. Um, Fuck yeah, I like this song. So we have talked about another track from Sumo before last season. Uh, that down would be again? down again. The yeah, opening oh, track. Yeah. This, and this was the very next single after that. Mm. Very next song on the album as well. It goes straight from down again into this, and it flows wonderfully. What a record! I feel like Sumo's a pretty good album yeah don't know whether anyone said anything about that (laughs) in the 90s couple of people look I figured out what it is that I like most about the Super Jesus. It's that they have these babushka doll melodies. It's like you think the me- the melodic phrase is done. You think that that's all the amount of hooks that you could possibly fit into that amount of melody line. No, it just keeps going. It just kind of just like blooms and unfolds again and again and again. And, th- you know, this track does that so wonderfully. You feel the satisfaction of the line coming to an end, except it's not done yet. And then, and then it just like kicks you up into this this next kind of level of pleasure with the whole thing. It's really, really wonderful. Again, immaculately produced. The riffs are really great. It creates a really wonderful texture. And like Sarah McLeod's voice is just so likable. It's so easy to get on board with that. The the smoke and honey uh, that you talked about, Deej, when we last talked about Down Again or whatever, which I think is just a perfect way to describe her voice, is it's there again. Uh, it's just reward on reward. Like, And I think... Um, the instrumental section in the middle, mm. I found it like weirdly compelling as well. No, in it's this, good in this track. Yeah, I, I find like after that break as well, and like the, like the grungy rhythms really fly after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it sounds fantastic. Yeah, and I think it's what like it's like after you do the first chorus, you can't go back to the verse because you know the songs, Super Jesus songs like these are all just about continually building up and those melodies just becoming more and more. Yeah, and so you just have to pull right back to this instrumental thing, and then you hit with a second chorus, and it's just even bigger. It's yeah. beautiful. There's just, there's just a band that knows completely what they're doing when it comes to writing this kind of rock yeah. song. Yeah. Their guitar sound is just fucking mean. It's, uh, it's yeah. just tuned like a motherfucker. Awesome yeah. like effects on it. And again, it's just like Sarah's Vox, right? Like, they shine through. She like They're, they're the reason yeah. the Super Jesus are a memorable band is because yeah. she delivers yeah. the goods. Who doesn't like this? Like, Who's a person who wouldn't, at least to some level, enjoy this track? And that's not to say that it's like so broad that it's bland because it's definitely not that but i just think what it does is so enjoyable for so many people on such a base musical level Mm -hmm. that i would really wonder about the person who's saying like i don't really like this you know what i mean i don't i don't know that's an interesting point why would you not like i guess super jesus over the years kind of became a bit more naff 
their music is very much of a time, you know, like, like the shows they play now, you know, they're like with the baby animals and like, you yeah, know, a day fucking, on the green. Yeah. Like total day on the green mm. band. Everyone rocking out to the songs they were listening to back in high school. A lot of day drunk wine mums. I love that. Just double, <laughs> just like, I, just I have such a fist and a couple of reds. I yeah. love just that. Just going it. That's so, that's so yeah. good though. Yeah. Like, so it's truly a sign that you as a person are getting older that when you see that and you don't find it cringy. When yeah. you're 18, you see like mums and dads getting drunk and having a dance. You're like, oh, come on, man. But now that I'm older, I'm like, I'm still That's getting drunk. <laughs> because still because I think as well. Oh, they've got it made. The show ends at seven. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. That is drinking all day. But I think as well, if, if you're a band and you're playing to like, you know, a bunch of like 18 and 20 year olds just because your music is speaking to young people or whatever. That's so good that 20 years from then, Mm. you can still be playing to people that will really enjoy it and connect with it and that'll be in a different way but like Sarah's always found one way or another to keep this band alive I'm 95% sure that she's the only original member now I think old mate from the androids um, of Do It With Madonna yeah. fame I'd rather do it with Madonna Ended up uh, <sighs> becoming the lead guitarist Cut. of the Super Jesus for a for a spell That's a trade-up Yeah, right Because <laughs> <laughs> then you get another hit like halfway Jesus. through It's just like, I know you guys have been having so much fun But we're going to let Tim sing one <laughs> How well has that song aged? <laughs> I, ima- I imagine poorly <laughs> I dare not go revisit. Uh, I, I only want that. I too. assume it's in the countdown at some point. <laughs> yeah, 2002. Oh, what? So, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we, we got a I while. played myself. We got a while. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> I really like as well that the like at this end of the countdown. You know how in some movies. I'm trying to think of a less edgy example than The Dark Knight, but I guess I can only think of The Dark Knight. <laughs> Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. You know how The Dark Knight opens with um, Scarecrow, who's in the previous Batman movie, and it's kind of like, oh, he was this really intense villain from the first film, but now he's just here, you know, and he's just this dude, yeah. and we're going to wrap this up uh-huh. super quickly. Down Again was super high in Last Countdown, and now it's at the end of this one. And yeah. I know that's a lot of that's just to do with, like, single release times and stuff like that. Yeah. But there's this nice thing of, like the countdown progresses and all the big Mm. things from last year are still here but they're not nearly as big as it's a big song (laughs) yeah (laughs) for you for you (laughs) yeah I fucking love the Super Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Spain's back. Uh-huh. Hello, everybody. From Mark Simpson to Bane, all your favourites are right here. I just think they're neat. <laughs> At number 98, the Free Fighters are back. Take control. Take control of Baker Street.
Coming in at number 98 in the 1998. Hey, we get to do that every now and then. Hardest 100. More once more. Yeah. <laughs> once every few episodes. <laughs> Foo Fighters covering Jerry Rafferty's Baker Street. Mm. The Raff. Uh, this was a B side, I believe. They love a good uh, cover for a B side. They do. Don't they? Yeah. Which is cool. I think it was also the B-side to My Hero. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, but it also ended up being on the deluxe uh, reissue of The Colour and the Shape. Yeah. Which is the best Foo Fighters record. Undoubtedly. I think it's worth noting that um, the Jerry Rafferty track uh, came out in 78. And so 20 years... Oh, it was the 20-year anniversary. Yeah. And then it, Which this year the is the 20-year anniversary of this. So maybe... The sword has been passed on to us, Ooh. probably, to cover this song. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, so Baker Street and probably like Careless Whisper are probably like the two big sax. saxophone hits of the yeah. 20th century that have passed on. My dad actually inherited a sax at the start of this year. And I said to him, because um, Christmas Eve uh, at my parents' place in Wollongong, it's like a street party. And I was like, Dad, you learn Baker Street and Careless Whisper <laughs> and I'll play those songs with you at this Christmas party <laughs> and it would be the song. best. I don't think he's been practicing. Um, <laughs> even though he said he would, which uh, that's obviously where I get that from. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Could you go play the sax? Shit. That's right. <laughs> um, but I mean, this is just such an iconic song, right? Like yeah. the original is just like a great classic rock song. Like it's, it's super cool. It's sick. So the guy that recorded the original sax line, Raphael Ravenscroft, great name. Ravenscroft. Yeah, oh, right. man. Goth uh, daddy. He doesn't <laughs> like the solo because he says it's flat. Oh. <laughs> it's like, and he only got to do one take. Ravenscroft, um, please. Yeah, right? Um, I think this is a pretty good cover. I think, at least for me, that sax line part is one of the weaker parts of the cover. Like, just when I, when I hear that part, I'm like, I prefer the sax. Yeah. Um, but I think particularly that kind of bridgey build-up section where, like, Another that rock beat. could be happy. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, beat. that rock beat really kicks in. You're like, oh, this is good. Like, yeah. I see why Foo Fighters would want to play this. Yeah, and they do a fair job with the solos, the guitar yeah. solo as well. Because that's a fucking good guitar solo. And what I really think they hit super well in the solo is that, like, every at the end of every second bar or whatever, that kind of weightless moment where it's like, doom, 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 doom. That thing, they like. Yeah. I think they hit that super well as just like a rock sound. I think it's a good cover. It I took me a couple of goes to warm. I, I think that okay. this is pre the current day of cover fatigue. I'm not sure if that's a like a thing, right, for everybody else. But I feel like the idea of a band covering a iconic or quasi cheesy song now is fucking naff as 
naff. If a band was like now, if this cover didn't exist, and then a sincere like a, a rock and roll band, like yeah. I, I don't know who your contemporary Foo Fighters would be. Foo Fighters. If Foo Fighters, <laughs> covered, <laughs> if they're still a band. If the Foo you Fighters covered it. this now, that would suck ass, right? Like, yeah, they're like, yeah, we're covering the song from Rick and Morty. Well, yeah, that, <laughs> that makes it <laughs> terrible. Yeah, yeah. Epic. Yeah. Like, because the thing is, like, I, I, they get the job done here and it works for a number of things, but, like, I, I, I didn't really enjoy listening to it, though. Like, yeah, yeah. okay. I, I, it I, kind of takes the fun out of it, doesn't it? it, it yeah. Like, this just made me want to listen to the original. Yeah. Like, yep, I'm with you. I think I, a good cover will make you think about the song in a way that you never have before, you know? Like, like obviously, it's the most cliche thing ever, but hurt. Mm. Obviously, the cover of Hurt, where you yeah. just say, oh, fuck, you know, that's a completely different mm. take on that song. I never would have thought to have interpreted it this way. Whereas you hear this and you're just like, can we put Old Mate on? We can put old, put old Jerry on, man. Like- just like dynamically speaking, I don't think the guitar on guitar is as compelling as the saxophone. Yeah, no, I agree. God no. And, and I know it's it's not this, because I'm sure the intentions were very, very pure, because they always are, but it's very easy to read Dave Grohl just being like, Everything must be guitar. Like, all other instruments are inferior to guitar. Rock is superior. Yeah. You know, like, I'm going to do Beethoven's Ninth, all guitar. Like, I'm sure he wasn't thinking that, though. No, I know, I know. But it's it's very tempting to allow yourself to think that he was thinking that. I do think, Nathan, you were right. The best, my favorite part of it is the another year we will be happy because mm. the, the rock beat there is really rocking and driving forward and that's exciting but um yeah. and I do think that, I do think they do a damn good job with the guitar solo as well because I do think the original's guitar solo is quite spectacular yeah. even though I'm not like, I'm generally not a guitar solo guy but I do think it's a really excellent one again pre-current day covering an 80s song fatigue which is certainly something that I think people have oh, I certainly have it this is obviously a song that will resonate with the J audience right like because Baker Street is a very well written song and people like the Foo Fighters and that's going to be getting airplay yeah like, and this is this is also Foo Fighters at the time were an exciting new band that were sort of carrying a torch of rock music yeah and then not now in the same way at least and I think at the time it would have been kind of cool to see that I think current day is poison it a little bit yeah 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 Yeah. i'm glad i like heard your thoughts on it because that's kind of warmed me up to it a little bit you don't vibe with it much at all i was i was just like this is needless like it 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 takes some of the beauty of the original and just kind of strips it away by just making it on guitar on guitar and just the the dynamics are muddy and nothing really shines through nothing's really bright it just all seems really one level and kind of swampy it's, it's certainly not as dynamic as the original okay, it couldn't be the original is like an 80s production masterwork mm. yeah yeah I think that's kind yeah. of it I just, 70s I, isn't it yeah it's just a, yeah, I just yeah. did a quick comparison yeah, and it was kind of like 80s. it's like there's no reason why I would ever listen to this Foo Fighters cover yeah, when, I, I, when I, I could listen to the original just as easily I wouldn't listen to it no yeah, yeah. But, yeah. uh, but but then again, like I guess it's worth flagging on that. Like easy access to music mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. is very different now. I could just as easily listen to the original Baker yeah. Street back then in the nineties. You couldn't. This yeah. was the Baker Street that was more around. I think as well so. for I mean, uh, say for young people, we're not really young people anymore. But yeah. The attitude, oh my god! I know, right? <laughs> I just got a fucking hernia. <laughs> time marches inexorably on. The attitude to music from that era might have been very different in the mid nineties for young people. Yeah, and so a, yeah, a, right. a cool, exciting band like Foo Fighters playing that song, which would have been your dad's song, 
and still is your dad, but like <laughs> that might have had a different. And now providers are the dads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I don't know. I love. I love the idea of like a. Father and son repairing a very troubled relationship <laughs> over the fact that <laughs> you and your damn rock music is like, like, is that Baker Street? Is that is that Joe Rafferty? No, this is the Foo Fighters' dad. This is a cover. A what? Let me pull you out like on this. Like, whoa! Look at the size of that scene. That must that must have hours of music on it. This is called a record, son. It has less music on it than ever. <laughs> I love, I love this one man play, Ace. Yeah, yeah. It's like, throw the dust off of it. You've got this, you've got this all sorted. Yeah, Andrew would never come up with this show. Yeah. This is pure Ace. Yeah. Father and son embracing it there. Yeah. Just one Roll credits. Yes! Father's Day. Coming soon to a beat of New Year. Get <laughs> waiting ending in the trailer. The Phoenix. Was that a fucking movie with Billy Crystal? <laughs> there you go. Father's Day. <laughs> I swear, Father's Day was actually it was Robin Williams and Billy Crystal. Oh, I, fucking, yeah. I swear. I'm playing I think father and son. At number ninety-seven, this is even with Black Umbrella. Seven in the 1998 Hottest 100. Odd number. Odd number. It's not even. Uh, not mm. even. Our first odd number of the countdown. Yeah. <laughs> Fascinating. Mm, fun fact. <laughs> Song's yeah. called Black Umbrella. Ella, Ella, A, 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 Ace. What do you think? Yeah, this is good, yeah. yeah. Um, I hadn't heard this before. This is uh, Aussie oh, indie rock band. I like band. Ash Naylor. I yeah. think he's a nice bloke. Who's Ash Naylor? Ash Naylor is the lead band. singer and guitarist of Even. Uh, I met him when he was playing guitar for Paul Kelly. Oh. Uh, on the Yeah, this was a few years back. Uh, he was filling in for Dan Kelly. So when Dan Kelly went off and did his own tours, Mr. Ash Naylor would come and do lead guitar. Nice. Uh, he, God, that's a good name. Ash Naylor. Yeah. Ash Naylor. Right? And he really. still plays with Paul mm. Kelly to this day. Um, plays lead guitar for him. Mm. Uh, and one time after a show in Wollongong, he gave me a guitar pick and it was great. Nice. I was 17. Oh. Wait, so David, you're saying when we saw Paul Kelly last year... Was, he didn't give me a pick. No, no, but um, was, <laughs> Ash, was Ash playing then? He was. Oh, so I have seen this guy. Yes, yeah. you have. I have some things, some opinions about this track there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is uh, like very quintessential sounding Australian 90s indie rock, right? Like it's never too poppy, never too rocky. There's a bit of underground love for this uh, in 
the All Music Review, uh, in retrospective, say it is um, an underrated classic, uh, one of the most overlooked, consistent albums of the late 90s, they say. Uh, Tim Rogers quit <laughs> that the album this is from is his favourite Beatles album. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. good. I like it. Because yeah. it's, it's very, uh, like, very 60s and 70s rock-influenced yeah. sound. Yeah. Um, Which Tim Rogers is going to love. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like... Handering to the Tim Rogers crowd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really this is. song. Yeah. Um, this is not my personal cup of bovril, but um, it gets you there. It's like a nice enough tune. Yeah, Ace, I don't know whether Andrew would have ever said a cup of bovril. <laughs> yeah, that was a real Cylon moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, you gave yourself away. away. I think bovril is vegan, it's alright. Yeah. Yeah. Even just from hearing this, I'd be like, if I was at a festival in, in 98, I'd be like, I'll catch their set. I think it will be right? fun. Like, yeah, yeah. It, you know, hopefully it'll be mid-afternoon because this is like oh, a nice sunny yeah. set. Sun's, sun's going down. This, this, yeah. this ain't 9.30pm yeah. music. No, no. <laughs> I couldn't listen to this uh, after dark. Mm. <laughs> That's black metal time. <laughs> but also... All the, all the big black metal acts that played the big day out in the late yeah. 90s. Come crawling yeah. up the stage. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. Thank oh. you, we've been even. Fucking... That's a way. Enjoy yeah. Enslaved. Yeah. <laughs> um, they put out an album... Uh, even, not Enslaved. They put out an album this year. Oh. Yeah. I think Enslaved did as well. Oh, thank you. you They're touring end of August, I, I think. Don't know, I don't know what I like Enslaved. Tour. Sorry, even I, or Enslaved? I like even and I also like Enslaved. <laughs> There's the Venn the, the 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 diagram. Those, those, those that guy. Those classic big day out counterparts. Yeah, yeah that's right. So um, I realised that Ash Naylor actually was part of another band, uh, not just hanging out with Mr. PK. PK. Mr. Chewing Gum himself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The gravy boy. The, 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 the gravy gra- flavoured chewing gum. <laughs> we all, we all know love. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> uh, but also another band that we've talked about previously called Rail. Do you guys remember Rail? Okay, if you don't. <laughs> Good, because they don't. Yeah. Because I don't. Vaguely. Oh, oh, Reminds me. The song was called Immune Deficiency. Immune Deficiency. We've definitely talked about it. I don't know when. But we did. I'm not going to even retain that fucking remember. It's a deep cut on now. the table. When we talk about a band and you guys go, when we talk about it last year, I say yes way more often than my <laughs> honesty should be. Well, letting me say yes. Ace, you weren't there. <laughs> yeah, well, good then. But I, um, I like the fact that you were... Yeah, in that the was good, to yeah. the bit. Yeah. 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 The real Andrew would remember. <laughs> he would. Surely. Um, it was like number 54. Four or some 50 shit? fuck in the 90 fuck countdown of yeah, 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 season yeah, 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 yeah. five. Like, it's back there. Yeah. Check it out. No, I think this gets you there. This is innocuous enough, not jangly indie rock. Yeah, yeah. it's just, it's, it's fun. A, if yeah. this came on the radio, I'd be like, nice. Yeah, I wouldn't, I yeah. would never have voted for it. 72. But I'm fine that 72 in the 95 artists 100. Thank you. There nice. we go. No, I, I agree. Like, this song is, is pleasant enough. It's nice. It's, it's a good 97, you know? Yeah. Australian yeah. band. Don't know much about them. Pops up. This is cool. Nice. Nine, yeah. 97 happens. I listened to a couple of tracks off the new album. Seemed good. Yeah. You know. Very mm. reliable pub rock. We, we, we breed very reliable pub rock bands. We do that. It's one in the afternoon. I've got a beer. <laughs> Daddy's day drunk. Daddy's having a few. <laughs> <laughs> and number 96 is Midnight Oil with Renag Wonderland. Duh. Everything that's near and dear is old and indeed. 
Redneck Wonderland 1998 Hottest 100 coming in at number 96 from the album Redneck Wonderland. This will be the second last Midnight Oil record before they ultimately disintegrate and fuck off into the good night uh, in 2002 where old mate Peter Garrett will pursue a career in politics full time. Spoiler alert. Doesn't particularly work out for him. Yeah. But in the tradition of being a great Aussie battler, he gave it a red hot go. On you, Gaz. You, you can't change the system from the inside. Yeah, yeah. look. You're, right. you're bound to get uh, corrupted by it. It's true. It's yeah. true. That's what happened. Best of intentions, though. But the bitch came back. 2016. <laughs> put out a solo record. And then 2017, Midnight Oil toured all over the world. Not just Australia, they toured the world. Played over a hundred shows yeah. all over the joint. I got to see them twice on that tour. They were fucking sick. And in Wollongong, they played this song. Nice. Fuck, yes. So they changed the set list pretty much every night because, you know, they are a band with a 30-year career and so much shit to draw from. So there were only a handful of songs that were played uh, like consistently across the whole tour sure, right is it sure. is it a little bit of a sledge to play redneck wonderland some places and not others yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also watch what you say about Wollongong. yeah exactly we <laughs> can make fun of it yeah, yeah, yeah but anyone else chill yeah. out chill out pete there, yeah. will, be, there yeah. will be hell to pay real steel city <laughs> god damn if this song doesn't fucking rip i remember seeing this on recovery growing up like um seeing them play this and i'm just like wait that's midnight oil okay like i'd heard like blue sky mine and shit on the radio but i didn't know they had this side to them it's simultaneously a tribute to their non-rock influences just as much as it is their pub rock past with that kind of electronic undercurrent going through that kind of like weird breakbeat kind of thing that's been programmed through the verses. Yeah, apart from the chorus, it doesn't really sound like a Midnight Oil song. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. And it just, it flips on a fucking dime. That band, and like the second that kicks in, you're just like, I'm gonna fuck on the floor and break shit. Redneck Wonderland is a very, very overlooked uh, and generally ignored record in the canon of uh, Midnight Oil. Apart from the title track, they I don't think they've ever really played many songs from this record. Record, but for my money, it's up there with some of their most interesting and challenging work because they're at the tail end of the night. So we're like, we've talked about like bands coming in uh, to the Hottest 100 uh, where they've been well established in the 80s and all that sort of stuff, and like are veterans at this point and uh, are generally at the age where people start to ignore them. So Midnight Oil are at this point in their career where they have their legacy. They have nothing to prove to anyone. They have nothing to lose as well. So they can just make the kind of record that they want to. And I think that's what they did with Redneck Wonderland. It's as uncompromising and as bold and as political as 10 to 1 or Blue Sky Mining or any of their classic records. It just came at a period where people weren't going to their shows to hear any of these new songs, you know? Like, yeah. it's, it's interesting what, yeah. to me to think about, like, 
like a band like Minoru, or like for Australians, they're canon, right? Like they're part of the canon of Australian music. Totally. Um, and to th- think of them as a band in the nineties, actively trying to do new things, is really interesting to me. Like because like my historical revisionism tells me it's like, oh yeah, they have these are the songs, this is the Minoru sound, like Akadaka, right? Yes. Like for Minoru to interestingly be like, you know what, we're gonna try something new. We're gonna try putting breakbeat influences yeah. in the song is super weird and kind of cool. Like I don't think this the payoff in the chorus is so fucking good, but it doesn't make up for the fact that the verses don't really do anything at all for me. Um, yeah, it's worthy of them having done this experiment, and that's cool. I, I, I like them more as a band for doing something that isn't just guitar rock music, but it's not enough for me. But the, again, the chorus is fucking phenomenal, though. Ace, yeah. I'm going to see that opinion, and I'm going to raise you, because <clears throat> uh, I really don't like this. I, this yeah, right. really gets me offside. Mm. Um, respect, Deej. If you, if you, I know you like this song, and I'm not here to like tell you to not. But for me, like, there's nothing about this that works. Not even um, the chorus. The, no, the, the guitarist. No, that riff is boring. Wow. Like injecting energy into two notes is not enough. It, that that does not a riff make. I think the whole thing is just really weirdly produced. I think the electronics in there. I the, my favorite part of it is the first kind of opening seconds with that kind of like whatever riff they're playing they're kind with of like there. Offbeat guitar. I really, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's kind of, I mean, it sounds like Two Door Cinema Club, so. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I like the title, Redneck Wonderland. I think that's really good. And I, and I like ultimately what he's trying to say, but the lyrics even like any song that you put time to take a stand in as a lyric. Like, I honestly went over this a couple of times and went, are you trying to lampoon something? Like, are you trying to express something with a layer of irony? No, it's earnest and sincere. And I think that's kind of embarrassing. Like, it's just, it just all falls flat. To, Adam hates me. earnestness and sincerity. No, I don't. <laughs> I get it. I get it. There's a there's a simplicity to the politics that at yeah. least now doesn't read well. And I don't. Yeah, at the time, it's like certainly interesting. Do do you at least pay it for this kind of tenured band trying things new and and making a really energetic song? Not wanting to sound too cruel, but it it smacks of a bill a band that shouldn't be making music anymore, trying to do something new. Wow. Uh, and it that does not, sound and it cool. Not, and it not working. Like, that's honestly the impression I get. Yeah, it's wow. like, we're going to play with that electronic influence and whatever. It's just kind of like, if you just did a Midnight Oil song again, you'd probably be able to carry it off a bit more. And sure. I, I don't know. Like, I... I guess, like, part of it is for me that I'm not the biggest Midnight Oil fan. Uh, I do like them, but I just don't know them. I don't have a relationship with them. Mm. Perhaps with a relationship, I would be able to appreciate this more. But, like, Midnight Oil, for me, knowing just the singles that I have, have a really clear sound that I really appreciate. And that's completely absent here. And what's here instead kind of makes a mockery of that other stuff. Uh, So I just don't get into it. Hmm. Yeah. It's, It's a big, it's a big no for me. I like it enough. I, I agree. The, the verses, I'm waiting for the chorus, and a big part of that is the lyrics are just nothing huge, but I like that they're playing with some things that I, I just didn't expect it to no. sound anything like that. And when it started, I hadn't realised that, because I just put the playlist of whatever on, and then I was like, oh my God, this is Midnight Oil? Like, yeah. what? Yeah. And I, I, have, kind of, I have that, but it's on a, on a negative way. Yeah, yeah. Right? it was quite pleasurable. So, right. like, I had fun with it. I read... Um, the Pitchfork review of this album. Wow. Um, from, you know, obviously very early Pitchfork. It's like archive Pitchfork Yeah, yeah, now. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when they had the shitty cachet. website. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So bad. Um, comparing them very favourably against what Neil Young was doing at the time. And mm. um, the review was just kind of like, if Midnight Oil can be, you know, this sort of adventurous and, and hard-hitting. And they're talking about the whole album, so, you know, whatever. Sure, sure. Um, and, the, yeah, but the review was very much like, Neil Young is is not bringing anything new right now. 
But I thought that was quite interesting, particularly as you talking mm. about like Minato are Australian canon. So it's yeah. interesting having an American publication comparing them to Neil Young in that way. Yeah. At yeah. least in terms of them both being seasoned artists that yeah. are, I guess, you know, being challenged to either come up with something new or fade away. But I like this enough. It slaps. I didn't think they could slap like that. That brings us to the end of yet another episode of Hottest 100s and Thousands and the first episode of Season 6. Yeah, Thanks for coming back. You. Yeah, thank you. Or if you're just joining us. Thanks for coming. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I guess. For a lot of it. Uh, but yeah. Go back and check out the archive. Yeah. Prick. <laughs> Give us the downloads. Ace. <laughs> Please. Come on, man. I love that we've got a fan in. It's, it's very much appreciated. Yeah. Massive thanks to FBI Radio, as always, for having us. And yeah. thanks to you for listening. It's super, super sick. We're very psyched to be doing this once again. So, that sweet Potato theme still slapping, of Hell course. yeah. Thank you, yeah, Davey Baby. Shouts out to Sweet Potato. Beautiful boy. What a, what a beautiful, sweet beat. More of a root vegetable. Mm. <laughs> oh, so I've heard. <laughs> All right, before we get out of here, it's time to pick our favourites and our least favourites and begin <laughs> the ever-continuing story of carryover champs and chumps. Mm. Let's throw it to Ace. Ace, mm. basically what we do here... Um, <laughs> Is we He's pick- heard the podcast. No, this is good. Ace is like the audience insert. Oh, right, 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 giving right, context right. to things. Yeah. It's a very good uh, story. This is a well-written uh, podcast. Yeah, this is good. So, Ace, basically what we do here is uh, at the end of every episode, we pick our favourite song and our least favourite song uh, out of the five songs that we just reviewed. Hmm. And that's, uh, that's where it ends, I'm assuming. Well, for a while there, you were absolutely right, but... Last season, we uh, opened up the floodgates and started an absolute shitstorm. And we started a thing called Carryover Champs and Chumps. So you're telling me the song you choose is carried over to the next episode where it can face off against that episode's favourite song. Indeed. Wow. Sounds like, <laughs> sounds like a reason to keep listening to a podcast. That's correct, Ace. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I'll kick it off then. My fave from this app, I'm going to give it to uh, Not From There. Hey! Uh, yeah. First Zeke, champ. Zeke um, Yeah, uh, and my least favourite and inaugural chump, we'd have to give it to the boys, but it's the Midnight Oil. The slick boys themselves. Yeah, right. Too, too slippery. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the bad kind of oil. It's bad cholesterol. <laughs> well, fuck all y'all. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking Midnight Oil. Midnight Oil are my first champ. Mm. Uh, and chump, I'm going to give it to Foo Fighters, Baker Street. Fair. Uh, I'm going to give uh, my favorite is uh, Super Jesus from this episode, and I guess my least favorite. I don't want to give it to Midnight Oil. Well, then don't. So I won't. <laughs> um, for a first episode, it's not a lot of stink chaff, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all wheat. <laughs> it's all wheat. Daddy um, loves wheat. I give it to Even, but it's you know that, Man, that, that was still good. What so. are you doing? <laughs> Which ones are you picking? Is this a very champ and chump? Yeah, uh, look, I'm going to go Super Jesus for my favourite. And uh, my least favourite very clearly is Midnight Oil. I didn't enjoy it. Mm. Didn't like it. Mm. Too Bad cholesterol. Bad cholesterol. <laughs> yeah. Not not like good extra virgin olive oil. Yeah. Canola. It, 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 Canola um, vegetable. Fucking, no, no, it'd be uh, palm. 
Oh, it's palm oil. Yeah, yeah. The Killed orangutan. Killed orangutan. Killed orangutan. Killed a empty right car. <laughs> gives you a fucking breakout. Yes, it does. Yeah. It contains too much orangutan. Yeah. That's what really raises your cholesterol. <laughs> that O. <laughs> Vitamin O. Vitamin O. Orangutan. Yeah, orangutan. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Nathan. Yeah. So look it up, palm oil, and don't eat uh, any of that. Mm. That's our that's our cause so, uh, yeah, for this season. For this, well, for this, <laughs> this episode. episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're um, going to forget about this in a week. <laughs> that that and uh, and maybe getting our friend out of prison. Oh yeah. Let's so, get Andrew out of jail. So uh, until I just um, if this was a bit, I reckon one episode would be enough for the bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ace, we'll keep it in mind. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you would like to use the uh, the hashtag Free Andrew uh, <laughs> on Twitter, feel free, to, feel free to do that. Hashtag um, Let's get Andrew out of jail. Yeah, uh, or whatever other hashtag you think would be most appropriate to get the uh, where is the Bahamas? The authorities. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The authorities, I forget where we went. The, please please yeah. at the official <laughs> tourism Twitter account. Yeah. And don't forget, you can always uh, protest Andrew's imprisonment um, yes. on the iTunes forum. Or <laughs> with a five-star review. <laughs> yeah, if you just leave a five-star review saying, uh, free Andrew. Free Andrew, or five stars, leave him in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, vote. Yeah. Vote, now. vote. Vote now. But What's only the... five stars will be counted in the vote of whether or not we get Andrew back next week. I can actually, one star I, yeah, I can see vote, just, uh, so five votes. I can see just out the window there's a there's a protest rally I can just hear them lock him up lock him up alright five pois five pois <laughs> give us five pois uh, five, five pois review oh my good fucking god welcome back strong start hell yeah 1998 we are all up in your shit yes get used to us on behalf of Mr. Nathan Harrison yeah Marge no Marge oh a part of us all. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm behalf of Mr. Adam Buncher. I just think it's really. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's really good. You're like a wicked witch of the West. <laughs> I I freaked myself out with my own voice. Is what happened then. Too scoopy. <laughs> and Ace. Yeah, I want to see what a Marge quote. This is not a very quotable character. Girls. Boys kiss girls. girls. <laughs> oh, I, I wish I'd done. Uh, <laughs> my least nagging tone. Homer, Homer, Homer. <laughs> That's the one sitting in. <laughs> <laughs> my name is David James Young. Everything is good for you. We're back, baby. <laughs> 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 <laughs>